Welcome to another edition of Traveler's Coffee. I hope this podcast finds you happy and well, and I'm so glad you're listening. Well, it appears that this last episode, which was the first episode that I posted on Traveler's Coffee, was a bit of a hit, and my inbox was bombed with emails. So I uh, thought I'd go ahead and just jump right into it and start sharing some emails, talking about what I've been receiving, and in general, just keep it going. I did get an email from someone who, well, basically kind of had issue with my statement that a traveler counts up and a tourist counts down. And they said a few things. Not all of it was very nice, but that's okay. People are allowed to have their opinion. But I thought I would go ahead and just slightly unpack that statement a little bit so that people really have an understanding on what that phrase means. I'm not saying it's necessarily literal. That, well, if you have a designated amount of time, like I only have 100 days, that I'm automatically a tourist. That's not true. Or if I have no return ticket, that I'm automatically a traveler. That's not true either. What I'm really referring to is that if you're a traveler, you tend to do things different than someone that is a tourist. Inherently, tourism has some very clear kind of signals or traits. It's usually a very short period of time. It's usually packed with a lot of agenda. It usually has a fairly stringent timeline. It tends to have a very specific focal point as in, I'm going to see all of these things in, in this, you know, short period of time. And so a traveler is kind of the opposite. They're not in a rush. They don't necessarily have a, you know, a day-by-day agenda that's handed to them by a travel agent or that they've downloaded from the internet and they're just going through the checklist. Travelers tend to be a little bit more organic. They tend to flow. And tourists tend to be very methodical. Now, one isn't necessarily better than the other. But it is important to realize that they are different. And if we honor their differences, that means that as a tourist, we can implement some of the traits of a traveler and really leverage and improve our traditional kind of tourist experience. And so there is a difference. I think if we honor it, we're in a better place to travel. And it also enables us to realize that when I do two weeks in the Cayman Islands, I'm not really a traveler, I'm a tourist, and that's okay. And that also, if I'm going to go on a very, very long trip where I'm moving really slow, that I might have tourist activities, but I'm really a traveler because I'm looking for the deeper story and I'm moving at a slower pace. Well, I hope that kind of clears that up. Um, I really do appreciate the the emails I've been getting. And uh, (laughs) yeah, sometimes it's hard, you know, when you're putting your opinion out there and you're sharing your emotions with people and your stories. Some people don't like it. And that can be a real check on your own sense of self and kind of the boundaries you're willing to keep. Uh, When I was studying watercolor, I had a fantastic uh, teacher and he said, how come you aren't painting as much as 
anybody else and what's up with what you're doing? And I said, well, you know, I didn't think anybody would be interested in, in these more surreal ideas I have. And he just put his hand on my shoulder as I was sitting there and he just looked at me and he said, Don, not everybody is your audience. Just some people are your audience. I've kept that in my back pocket for the rest of my life up to this point. So I thought I'd share that with you. And uh, let's see, some more emails here. Yeah. All right, everyone. Yes, the next episode uh, is on its way. It's um, I'm editing it right now, uh, adding some of uh, the special effects and the music and all the small things that make it really flow and be the journey that everybody wants. It, it takes a lot of time to actually do them. So not to worry, it's on the way. So with all these emails I've been receiving, I thought I'd make things a bit more personal for everyone listening. So I have these two friends uh, that run podcasts. One is Chris Ryan and the other one's Kyle Terman. They have this tradition of having people send them voice memos and they'll do intros to their particular podcast with people basically, you know, telling them what they're doing and what they're up to. And I actually love those. I think it's so cool. In some ways, it's like the highlight of the podcast, not to diminish the regular podcast itself in, in any way. It just makes me feel like I'm meeting new people. It's really cool. So, you know, I, I think it's a good idea for this podcast. I don't want to be involved in, oh, well, me too, or they did it great, so that'll make me great. It's not like that. In actuality, especially right now, where everybody's so isolated from each other, um, I really think that it would be a great way to connect with each other, get some inspiration from what other people are doing, feel like you're maybe even taking a journey with them for that small bit of time that they're sharing their their activities. So here, here's how I think it would work best. Um, just tell me who you are, where you are, uh, what you're up to at the moment. Some small little detail that might be of value that you see around you. And uh, anything else you want to share. Yeah, just try to keep it under a minute. And I think that would be great. And you can just uh, fire that off to the uh, contact page at uh, the website, thetravelersart.com. Or you could reach out at the Instagram account uh, the, by the same name and just send a direct message. Pretty sure I set that up with direct messaging available. Anyway, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. I think we should try and do this. Um, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you. So on all those emails I got in the last couple days, this one really stuck out. And this is uh, from a girl named Victoria. She says, hey, Don, loving the podcast and can't wait for more episodes. You and me both. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to know your thoughts on meeting people while traveling and having a travel romance or also travel sex. I come from a family where sex isn't shamed, but also has much of the normal suppressed sexual aspects that many cultures have. I have a boyfriend now, and I haven't discussed what our status will be when I go on, when I uh, go traveling. I'm not seeking to have sex with other people, but I'm also open to the possibilities. 
I want to tell my boyfriend that's how I feel, but worried he will be upset. Any advice on the topic would be helpful and welcome. Sincerely, Victoria. Well, before I go into that, a couple things to get out of the way. Uh, I am not a therapist. I'm not a sex counselor. I don't hold a certificate on the topic. I'm just me. I'm just, just Don. All right. And so if you're looking for someone with a lot more background or a lot more training, uh, both in a clinical setting or as an actual therapist talking about sexuality, I'm probably going to recommend, uh, two books, uh, Sex at Dawn by Chris Ryan and his, and his wife, Casilda and Untrue by Wednesday Martin, both of which get into sexuality and are very extensive in the aspect of, of sex, uh, their study, understanding sexuality, uh, both from a prehistory standpoint and also a standard narrative standpoint. But in short, again, this is an opinion. Um, if you're interested in what I think, you know, here goes. If if you don't like it and you, you think I'm full of shit and I'm wrong, that's fine too. But I think it's worth dialoguing about. So sex on the road, as I would call it, is wonderful, but it can also be very painful and it can totally hijack a travel experience. So I always say proceed with caution until you kind of have what I would call a rough worldview or a rough view of the topic. And to be honest with you, if you are going to travel for any length of time, you're going to get horny because quite frankly, you're not going to be having any regular sex at all. Now, if you already are single and you haven't had sex in a long time, it the same may happen to you. You might be in an environment where you decide, hey, I'd really like to go to South Brazil and experience surf culture. And there's a lot of surfing females down there. And the next thing you know, there's all these really hot Brazilian men and you're attracted to them. Or, I mean, we could just go on and on. I'm not going to hijack a lot of of your time talking about different scenarios. But I think the real issue here is that it's going to happen. And if we're prepared for it happening, we don't get ambushed. And we also don't set ourselves up for a an experience of disappointment, of sadness, and you know, unrealistic outcomes and behaviors. And I think probably the, the easiest one to see, but is often overlooked, is that you meet somebody on the road, it's been a while since you've had any intimacy, it might even be a little bit lonely at times. I can recall, I, I got kind of lonely when I was in Chile uh, during winter, and uh, I, I was hurting for companionship, and that that kind of went a little sour, sadly to say. But I think that we have to remember that more than likely, the amount of common ground between ourselves and a fellow traveler is really only that travel experience. There's so many other layers and subcultural behaviors and subcultural uh, aspects that are not going to be addressed in, during the travel experience. And so you can get a very false positive about this person and the romantic nature of, oh, I met her when I was traveling through Australia and we just hit it off and 
within, you know, two weeks, you're already looking at ways of immigrating to Australia to stay together with each other. And sadly, a lot of those don't really work out. The other aspect too, is that we, once we leave our culture, have a high propensity of getting this higher degree of autonomy and independence. And that's because we're not within the cultural container of our own uh, lives back home. And so that kind of gives us a pass and we suddenly start behaving in ways that uh, give us more freedom and makes a, make us feel really great. But in the, in the end, we're probably going to be coming back home anyway. So are they going to join us? Are they going to, or are we going to join them? So I, I say proceed with caution because you can really set yourself up for a lot of suffering because it's easy to fall in love with someone in the right circumstances. So that being said, if you're really clear with yourself, if you say, I think he's really attractive, I'd like to have sex with him, I'd like to maybe spend a week traveling with him in a little summer romance, but I know it's going to end, and I know the ending might be slightly uncomfortable and somewhat painful, and I might long for that person, the truth is, what I got is probably the best thing that I could get from that interaction. Now you're really free. Our fantasy mind and our our dreaming mind doesn't grab the reins of our travel experience and steer us away from what we're really setting out to do. I think that is a better approach. I also feel that it's going to be a little bit more uh, sustainable. Uh, you're more grounded. And Greta, I want to point this out again. I'm not a therapist or a sex counselor, and I'm I'm not an author on the topic. It's just after so many years of travel and dialoguing with people over time. And I've met single people. I've met married couples. I've met people that coupled up during their travel. I've, met, I've probably experienced everything. And to be honest with you, I still go, I still hold that point of view that you really have to be careful that you're not fooling yourself. I think that's really what I'm kind of processing externally with everyone as you're listening, which kind of segues into another aspect. In this case, if you have a partner already, but you're open to other partnerships and you're not addressing your wants and desires or interests to your partner, it may be time to examine your relationship with your partner and have uh, a calm but more candid conversation. Because if you're open to having uh, sex with people on the road, you're going to have sex with people on the road. I think that's just being more honest with yourself and honest with your partner. And then you should ask yourself when you're gone, is it okay if your partner is open to having sex with people where he is? So I think that that, that that's a, a, essentially that's like a whole nother topic. But what I'm saying is if you're involved in a relationship right now and you're open, you need to have a candid conversation with your partner because they deserve it and you do too. And I think I'll finish off the answer to this email with kind of that old chestnut that says, honesty is the best policy. Be honest with yourself, be honest with your partner. And when you're on the road, be honest with a potential partner. Be very clear, use simple language. Stay away from fantasy land and realize this is probably just a moment during your travel experience and to quantify it as what it really is. Because I think that's how we avoid suffering 
It's how we prevent our, our travel experience from being hijacked. And ultimately, it actually makes it a better experience. It's kind of like nice knowing that that was all it was, but because that's all it was, it was really fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm standing on it. I'd like to know what you, what you think about it. You know, did I miss something? Is there something that's happened to you that was different or that you have a different view because of an experience? I'd like to know. All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening. And as always, I absolutely love hearing from everyone that's listening to the podcast. So I'd love to hear from you, what you're doing at the moment and uh, a small detail you've noticed, perhaps some good food or a person you happen to meet along the way. What part of your trip is really standing out to you and, and how you're going to reintegrate that back into your life? You don't have to be someplace super exotic. There's transformation and travel happens in many different ways. So don't limit yourself. Anyway, just keep your audio file under a minute or less. And you can email that file to me at thetravelersart at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, thetravelersart.com. Again, thanks a lot for listening. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon.